Okay, good day. Welcome to a travel companion where we talk about sustainability, in particular responsible travel and sustainable travel. And we have two very special guests today. Brian Mullis, Carla James, um, both are directors of the Guyana uh, Tourism Authority. Guyana is well known as a premier destination for protecting its natural and cultural heritage and roughly 80% of Guyana is forest and the largest part of that is pristine rainforest. We're excited to have a conversation on sustainable destination management and development, particularly during these trying times. Um, now, I wanted to find out a little bit more, in particular, um, why this is so important to Guyana, why is preservation, cultural heritage, ecotourism so important, and with the advent of oil, will the policies of Guyana uh, with regards to this change? Well, now, uh, the GTA, which is short uh, for the Guyana Tourism Authority, is a semi-autonomous governmental organization responsible uh, for developing and promoting sustainable tourism in Guyana. So it seemed to me this might be the right place to find out. And I must say, I was very pleasantly reassured. So it was fantastic to have him on the podcast, in particular in these trying times. Um, if you would like to find out more about the GTA, you can visit their website. It's www.guyanatourism.com. If you would like to support the podcast, please go to podcast.earth. And then without further ado, here's the podcast with Carla and Brian. I'm here with the Guyana Tourism Authority, uh, GTA, and I'm speaking with Brian Mullis and Kyla James, and uh, they're both directors of the GTA. Welcome. Well, uh, thank you for having us, Peter. We're yeah. so happy to be part here. Yeah, thank you very much. We're excited to have a conversation on sustainable destination management and development particularly during these trying times. Exactly, yeah, that's uh, really where I'm reaching out. It's uh, obviously, it's not easy to get to Guyana. I understand that most of your tourists uh, come from North America and, and Europe. Um, that's correct, right? Or uh, And the Caribbean region, as well as our neighboring destinations, particularly Suriname and Brazil. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. There was actually an article in the newspaper um, this, uh, this morning. Um, saying something about the airline industry. They're predicted to lose $250 billion, uh, this year. So um, I was just wondering uh, that might affect tourism in Guyana a little bit. Or? Yeah, you know, we just had a, a article released by the World Bank on April 12th that showed that by and large, um, I think it was GDP was going to be down around 4.5, 4.6% mm -hmm. across Latin American Caribbean region. There were two exceptions. One was the Dominican Republic um, remaining relatively flat. Yep. And the other was Guyana growing by over 50%. Um, we, we have uh, a new up-and-coming oil and gas sector, which... Uh, in some ways, um, doesn't exactly complement our long-standing green state uh, agenda at a national level, but nonetheless, I think will help Guyana, which um, as as early as uh, 2008 was uh, among the the poorest economies in in South America. Mm -hmm. um, 
become one of the fastest growing economies in in the entire region. Yeah, um, at at the moment I hear that tourism is the second largest export uh, sector in Guyana after gold. Soon it will most likely be um, three sectors, uh, oil uh, included as well. Am I correct there or? You are correct. Yeah, yeah we, we've been second um, for the last few years and anticipate that we'll eventually become third. But uh, nonetheless, I think because um, travel and tourism is a non-extractive export sector, when it's well managed, that um, we have heard uh, of government commitments across political parties to increase investment in sustainable tourism. Oh, that's brilliant news. That is that's very good. Actually, a friend of mine went in January um, this year, went to Guyana. Uh, I had him on the podcast before, Courtney Harewood. He was actually born in Guyana. The first thing he, he saw, and he sent me a picture, uh, is the number one eco-tourism destination in the world. Um, uh, I read somewhere that you have a large amount of birds, uh, mammals, uh, massive mammals, as from what I understand as well, and um, you have quite a variety, uh, over 6,500 of uh, plants and trees, and I understand that's just a little bit less than three quarters uh, of Guyana consists out of uh, forest, uh, a large amount of that is rain forest, so... Um, you are focused yourself on um, uh, becoming the premier destination for protecting natural and cultural um, uh, heritage. From what I understand, um, you have won quite a few awards of that as well. Um, last year in London, you won the uh, Best in Sustainable Tourism Awards. Uh, you won in Berlin the Best of Ecotourism Award. And where the CTO, Caribbean Sustainable Tourism Awards, are concerned, you won the Destination Stewardship uh, Award as well. Um, why is sustainable tourism so important uh, for yourself and for Guyana? Okay, so um, tourism, um, so sustainable tourism, actually, um, I think for Guyana, we have a long-standing sustainability agenda. And I think because of that, we have a strong conservation um, ethic. And sustainability is a way of life um, for us, basically. Um, yes, Ghana is getting recognized more and more for protecting its national and cultural heritage, mm-hmm. which provides authentic experience that maximize local socioeconomic outcomes um, for our locals. Uh-huh. Um, because of that, we have also been building on this with uh, making a concerted effort to ensure that we foster interministerial collaboration, multi-stakeholder collaboration, and ensure that sustainable uh, destination management practices are erased in our policies, our plans, um, regulations, product development, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the net result of that is the awards that we would have gotten uh, next year. So um, yes, they were really great in achieving it, but the work doesn't stop there. We have to do all we can to make sure that we stay on top and do the right thing. Right. That was going to be my next question. I think you pretty much answered that already. How is this maintained? From what I understand just now is that that uh, the government has really um, made 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 progress already quite a lot, and they are going to continue to do this. Is what you just mentioned? Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Um, one thing that we have done recently is completed um, a country baseline assessment utilizing the Global Sustainable Tourism Council's destination. Mm-hmm. criteria and, and indicators working in uh, collaboration with the Green Destinations Foundation to mm-hmm. 
more clearly identify our, our strengths and areas that um, require an improvement. So through that gap assessment um, and speaking to one of the points that Carla made, interministerial multi-stakeholder collaboration is paramount because while we have um, influence in all things related to, to tourism and, and control over some of those aspects, mm -hmm. as we all know, in travel and tourism, since it cuts across multiple sectors, it's paramount that we collaborate with sister ministries like the Ministry of Public Infrastructure, the Ministry of Communities, the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples Affairs to address those areas that are, are outside of our control, um, particularly um, in areas that align with the aims and goals of our sister ministries. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, of course, and uh, obviously I understand that you yourself have been at the World Economic Forum. Um, it was mentioned um, at the last economic um, World Economic Forum that uh, tourism really contributes uh, between 10 and 12 percent uh, to the global economy. Um, so it, it is important. How important is it for Guyana in terms of uh, job creation, in terms of money being pumped into the economy? And also, from what I understand, uh, you are becoming a green state and you have a green state agenda. Is that what you just um, really meant by, by your previous point or is there more to it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that it's all part and parcel. It all goes to, together to the first part of your question. Mm -hmm. um, tourism contributes directly and indirectly to some 22,000 jobs in in guyana mm -hmm. um, we know that tourism depending on which data you look at contributes to what between one and nine and one and eleven jobs on on the planet um, it, it is uh, a sector that is very accessible to many people that might not have a strong socioeconomic background um, because it's a labor-intensive industry so um, with the vast wealth of natural and cultural heritage assets that we have in country and our focus on not a sole uh, increase in, or narrow focus on increase in the number of visitors, but a dual focus on um, first and foremost, the value that each traveler represents and um, incrementally increasing the volume in a controlled manner. We know that we can continue to, support job creation. You know, in looking at the green state development mm -hmm. strategy, our green state development strategy vision 2040 is <clears throat> Guyana's 20 year national development policy. Mm -hmm. It reflects the, the guiding national vision and the principles of the green agenda. We're extremely thankful that it's bipartisan, that all of our leading Political parties are supportive of the Green State mm -hmm. Development Strategy. It was developed by all stakeholders and not for any given political party. All right, that's good news. It is inclusive development yep. that provides a better quality of life for all citizens of Guyana, which is derived from the country's natural wealth, mm -hmm. which we define as our diversity of people, our abundant national res natural resources, which include land, water, forests, minerals, and of course, our, our biodiversity. The vision of the green agenda is centered on the principles of the green economy, as you might have gathered, which are defined by sustainable, 
low carbon and resilient development mm -hmm. that utilizes resources efficiently and thus can be sustained over generations. Brilliant. And you touched just a little bit uh, as well on, on the communities. I saw one of your comments, uh, community-led and owned tourism. Um, how, how do we see that? Yeah, that actually um, has been a really big part in the product development work that we have been doing. Um, where it is right now, we find that um, communities are experiencing out-migration um, a lot, um, basically with fathers and young um, people leaving to seek jobs outside of their communities. Mm -hmm. um, what tourism um, helps is addressing some of those um, social issues creating jobs um, for those same um, groups of people that I just mentioned. Yep. And what it also does is, I think, stirs the community from working with extractive industries like logging and mining and more looking at the sustainable um, industry like tourism, which helps to create jobs, protect their culture and heritage, and of course, their natural resources. So that has really been playing a great um, part in developing our product and unique experiences, mm -hmm. and also um, protecting our natural culture heritage. Okay, is there, is there an example of how you really involve the community in, in the tourism industry? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to address that. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it has to be community-led by its very nature. So the role that the guy in the tourism authority plays um, with product development being one of the many components of our overall portfolio of roles and responsibilities is to identify communities that are interested in getting involved in, in travel and tourism. That's, that's the e easy part, and that's where the real work begins. Then we uh, assess them based on market access, visitor readiness, um, strategic visitor flows, where are people coming from, where are they going to, where are they spending money, mm -hmm. and a variety of other indicators so that we can make evidence-based decisions in collaboration with the Ministry of Indigenous Peoples Affairs in shortlisting the communities that are most likely to be successful. It's one thing to support microenterprise development with an entrepreneur. It's quite another to develop community-owned and managed enterprises with upwards of several hundred community members who all have a stake and all have a say in, in how that enterprise is developed and, and operated, as well as how it's, it's managed. So we go in um, initially, and once communities have been selected, determine the level of buy-in at a two-shall level or um, the equivalent of a village manager, mm -hmm. um, village council who governs the community, and then the community as a whole. That leads into a collaborative visioning and goal-setting process, which eventually leads into a community tourism development plan that's led by a tourism community that's voted on by the community members themselves. So. Mm -hmm we basically facilitate that process from product development, business planning, um, financial management, capacity building, all the way through to establishing market connections and supporting the marketing process. And the nice thing about it is all of those things fall under our mandate. In addition to product development, we're also responsible for training, regulations as it relates to tourism businesses, 
marketing and several other areas and destination management, such as um, supporting national policy, strategy, and planning. Okay, that uh, makes um, a total sense. And um, I saw somewhere on your website that uh, with the Green State Agenda and um, with you focusing so much on sustainable tourism, um, you contribute to the uh, sustainable development uh, goals. I did a project with the um, United Nations SDGs uh, myself. Um, I'm just wondering uh, which way in particular uh, you contribute uh, via uh, your policy to the goals. Yeah, um, the government of Guyana has committed to uh, achieving the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So we're actually tracking progress towards that commitment on a year-on-year basis. Mm -hmm. And as we've seen with all the members of the United Nations World Tourism Organization Mm -hmm. who have uh, committed to achieving the Sustainable Development Goals, recognizing that tourism directly and indirectly contributes to all 17 of of the goals. So we know in Guyana that when tourism is well-managed, that as Carla has mentioned, that it can help to achieve um, positive socioeconomic and conservation outcomes. So all of our work is designed to do that very thing. Um, So all the types of tourism that we support whether it be community-led and owned, mm-hmm. nature-based tourism, scientific, academic, volunteer, and educational travel, or even um, traditional travel like uh, adventure tourism or festivals and events. We have green guidelines and tourism regulations that support sustainable tourism development for our event managers and our tourism operators to make sure that We're contributing at all levels because that's ultimately what it takes to, I think, not only achieve the sustainable development goals, but to maintain and increase our commitments to be a leading sustainable destination is we have to have travelers involved, businesses, communities, regional government, as well as national government, all working together to Play their, their parts. Fair enough. And that's what you meant as well, I suppose, by um, educating the world and locals uh, alike. You basically help the communities um, to be directly involved in the tourism industry, correct? And you do that uh, quite a bit from what I hear. It, it is. It, it looks at that angle, but it also looks at the fact that Guyana has been historically a relatively unknown destination mm-hmm. in the global tourism marketplace, but yep. certainly receiving. Um, six awards for being a leading sustainable destination between March uh, 2019 and March 2020, as well as um, being recognized as a leading up-and-coming destination, largely because of its commitment to sustainable tourism mm-hmm. in major uh, travel publications like Condé Nast Traveler, Travel. Yeah, one, one in 20. Uh... Yeah, that made a, that's made a huge difference. So now we're in that global arena and we, we have to lead by example. Fair enough. Now, actually, uh, I read an article as well by a, a travel blogger who went to Guyana, um, who has in a circle of travelers, and they said quite a few people had been to uh, Antarctica, quite a few people had been to Alaska, um, but there were like two people in a circle, only two who had been to Guyana so far. So 
Um, but it seems like an absolutely great destination. I've traveled myself all the way through um, uh, South America. Um, at that point, there was no road directly um, from Brazil or Venezuela into Guyana, which I believe there is now. From Venezuela into Guyana? No. Um, it's no? Still, uh, it's routed through Brazil. Okay, right. So not still not still not that way. Um, yeah, then of course we have the um, the virus, and we have a number of um, movements uh, around the world. And you mentioned earlier yourself that um, you're focusing on on being a leading sustainable destination, particular you say given the health crisis and climate crisis. So we have flights absolutely non-existent uh, at the moment. Uh, People say, well, it's not going to happen until October again this year. Then we have movements. Uh, I did an interview earlier this year um, with Flight Free, who basically advised people that they should really just take a train or a bus, which seems obviously is a bit difficult uh, if you want to go to uh, Guyana. Um, first of all, let's go to the coronavirus. I, I've seen on, on the World Health Organization websites, there's not that many cases in Guyana just uh, 48 um, uh, today and only seven people have died so far. How do you deal with the coronavirus as a tourism organization? From a national standpoint, I think um, the destination and government was um, really good in closing our borders um, pretty early when uh, they started to um, spread to areas uh, like the U.S., which we have great airline lift um, with. Mm -hmm. So I think with that, it sort of helped us to um, control or minimize the risk for um, exposure. Yeah. Um, so with that as well, from a national level, um, we've um, been having uh, or practicing social distancing, increasing uh, sanitation and um, hygiene practices um, in public spaces and even at uh, hotels, etc. Those are being revised at the moment. In addition, from a tourism standpoint, what the agency, the Ghana Tourism Authority did is that we built, um, we developed a resiliency strategy um, for the tourism sector to basically support them during this period and beyond. Okay. Um, and we've been, I think, I think they're really great in getting their feedback as to how it's been impacted, et cetera, and trying to be an advocate for them at the national level for government support. Yeah. Um, we are getting to see what that support is um, going to be, but we are um, going to be we're hopeful um, about that. Okay, burned right, and 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 if I may ask as well, the um, the uh, climate crisis, obviously. Um, the movements I just uh, spoke about, flight-free, staycation, um, people say do not go away. It has had a ma massive impact on the Scandinavian countries. Not sure how many visitors you get from there, but 7% um, less international travelers, in particular by, uh, by airlines. Uh, so how do you feel about this? Um, I, I think that the more conscious consumers are in terms of their individual uh, carbon footprints and certainly their consumption choices that um, with this great pause that we're experiencing internationally, that um, people are seeing the improvement in the quality of the environment and realizing that they as individuals can in fact make a difference. I think um, largely people have felt disempowered because they felt that how can a singular individual make a difference something so big and significant as mm -hmm. as climate change i think guyana is is a leader in this particular arena and that's not to say that we don't have 
um, significant opportunities for making improvements in a variety of different areas. But the fact that um, over 75% of our forests and ecosystems remain intact yep. and that that is a longstanding focus that will continue um, into the future. Um, we know that we can support what I think is increasingly being referred to as conservation tourism. That is tourism that creates net positive gains in ecosystem services and or biodiversity so that, for example, we talked about community-led and owned tourism mm -hmm. earlier. We have a community that is attracting around 200 travelers uh, a year, but they're, protect they're protecting a forest that sequesters um, hundreds of thousands of metric tons of CO2 per year. So yeah. if we look at the average carbon footprint per traveler in, in total, including travel in country, that impact is negligible compared to the amount of forest that's being protected. So when Carla mentioned earlier that we're scaling up community-led and owned tourism, um, and we talk about the positive conservation outcomes associated with that, Yep. Travelers who come to Guyana that support our communities that are engaging in protecting the environments that they've been stewards of for a millennia can actually support net positive gains in ecosystem services because there's a strong economic justification for protecting those forests. And it also provides a better quality tourism experience, too. You get to see more wildlife and more bird life mm -hmm. and have immersive uh, experience with our indigenous communities. Um, with English being the first language here, there's there's no barriers to communication as, as well, which um, really benefits the traveler as well as the communities as, as a whole. So I think increasingly as travelers are making those decisions of where to travel, they're going to increasingly look for destinations like Guyana where they know that they can um, support net positive outcomes associated with their visits. Yeah, and sure, there were quite a few articles with regards to that as well. Uh, UK newspaper The Guardian said uh, we want to keep our forest, why Guyana wilderness needs visitors. Um, we have uh, article in Geographical saying how Guyana is balancing ecotourism with oil production. Um, we also have another article, it was also from The Guardian, I should say, and they say that um, the uh, tropical forests are losing their ability to absorb uh, carbon. So what you just said, that uh, it's a carbon sink, and I actually myself believe that very strongly. And uh, that's why I also had an interview uh, not too long ago with uh, Dane Gobbin, uh, which I'm sure you're well aware of. Um, for rainforest, I think, uh, really store uh, uh, carbon. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe it's 1.3 billion tons of carbon per year. Um, that's obviously globally. But that article said that the Amazonian forest might turn into a carbon source in the mid-2030s. I'm not sure if you've seen that article. What do you feel about, how do you feel about this, if I may ask? Um, we have seen the article, but uh, not having a strong background in, in the science, I, I don't think I can um, contribute uh, well to it. But I think, you know, if we're looking at our neighboring destinations, mm -hmm. um, we, we know that there have been significant challenges in enforcing regulations to protect forests, protect protected areas, and protect um, the assets 
the natural heritage assets that indigenous communities uh, either manage or have land tenure rights over in countries like Brazil, yeah. uh, Peru, and in Ecuador. So, you know, we can only um, control what is, is under our purview. And I think that we're showing in Guyana that there is a different path, mm. that there is a different way forward here and can only hope that it influences the management and protection of forests in our neighboring countries because the, the lines between our countries are, are man-made. The ecosystems are, are stemming from Mother Nature and we have to protect these ecosystems as a whole, I think, as we all know, in order to maintain the integrity of those ecosystems. Yeah, you mentioned regulations there. How much of the rainforest do you think is uh, protected by these regulations? The percentage of the, uh, I believe, uh, just 75%, 85-80% is rainforest at the moment, or forest at least. Um, how, how is that protected by regulations in Guyana? Um, so our deforestation rates are less than 0 0.0. One, I'd have to get you the exact data there, but um, I think that selective logging and sustainable forestry are the uh, approaches that are utilized here. So there's no clear cutting mm -hmm. in country okay. and there's no need for excess extraction because so many of our forests are, are remote. It's not financially viable to extract. And now with the advent of the oil and gas sector, mm -hmm. um, I think that just given the conservation ethic that Carla spoke to earlier, there's uh, a larger cry to protect that natural patrimony even more so now that with our offshore oil reserves, we, we don't need to pursue extractive industries. And also at the same time, we have a larger um, commitment, arguably globally, mm -hmm. due to the CO2 that'll be um, released as uh, a result of burning those fossil fuels that are being extracted. So it's even now more paramount than ever before that we protect our, our natural and, and cultural heritage knowing that those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, that's, that, that, that sounds uh, very positive indeed. I've been to um, Venezuela, uh, obviously, and um, the delta there um, where I traveled in, they found oil underneath there as well. I'm sure that's being uh, shared as well, that uh, oil reserve with Guyana, um, which seems to be the largest oil reserve um, in the world, they say. Um, and obviously, if you extract that, that might also be extracted, I would say, from the Guyanan side. Uh, uh, as well so i'm just wondering at a certain point what what will happen but you say there's a very strong uh, indication from the government that they would like to preserve the the rain forest that said there are a number of articles as well um one is from you mentioned earlier Condé Nast, and they say the country will change with the with the oil coming into the picture uh, they say get to guyana before starbucks uh, gets to guyana and say so you don't need a crystal ball to really predict the fact that there will be massive changes. And obviously, at a certain point, money will talk, uh, I reckon. And oil obviously means money. How do you feel about this? Well, I think that if we're um, blatantly honest with ourselves, there are not a lot of good role models in terms of countries that have benefited from their oil um, resources. Uh -huh. you know, we can certainly look at some of uh, countries um, in, in the Middle East, um, 
like the UAE, for example, that and Qatar that have done well with their oil reserves. Um, Norway is is perhaps the most commonly cited example of the right way to manage those resources and invest back in, in the countries. And I think that there are enough key stakeholders in Guyana who want to ensure that the wealth that will come with oil benefits not only each and every resident of the country, but again, protects that, that national patrimony that Guyana has a, a legacy uh, of protecting. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at the fact that we have the green state development strategy and the longstanding green state agenda mm -hmm. as a very strong foundation to, to build on, we can only hope that um, political will will remain to 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 continue to protect right. those those assets that ultimately differentiate Guyana from every other country in the world, and um, I think point to the fact that our our travel and tourism industry is unique in that it's highly authentic because ninety nine percent of the sector is is local. We don't have a lot of international brands here. Actually, there are only two in, in our sector, two hotel brands. So okay. I think the interest is in maintaining that hyper-local nature of the industry, which will help us maintain the authenticity of what's what's available here. Oh, that, that, I didn't know that. So there's not many, basically if tourists go to Guyana, it's not like they take an all-inclusive holiday uh, of which the money streams out of the country directly. It will actually be pumped directly in the Guyanan economy and to the benefit of the communities. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I think if we look at um, the international average uh, for every dollar spent directly from tourism, that two additional dollars are created in indirect and induced economic impacts that you know we'd probably be on the high end of, of that average since most of the money is circulated within the local economy. Brilliant, brilliant. And you mentioned earlier as well, it's cross-party, um, the uh, green state agenda was cross-party. So the uh, current elections or the elections that just finished um, have not made any difference in that. And uh, Guyana will continue on the very positive path that they have done so for the past number of years. So sorry, what's the question? With the um, government, which is most likely the same as the previous government, is is that already being determined, or um, and will the policy be the same over the next coming years? Um, well, the result of that is still to be um, determined, but this, uh, okay. whatever the outcome, um, I believe the way the plan was designed, um, the basis secured buy-in from I think um, the leading uh, parties, um, both sides, including the smaller um, parties. So. For continuity, um, that is definitely going to be the path that Ghana will continue to proceed um, on. Yep. I think that having 80% uh, forest coverage with prolific wildlife, um, mountain tip use, etc., I think it is in our best interest um, to protect that. I think um, as well, I think we have a very active, um, what I would say, private sector and civil sector that um, I think are very... Um, uh, open to um, playing their role in making sure that we continue on the path that we've set. Now that's brilliant news. So then to, to conclusion, obviously, where can people find you? And uh, what would you like to mention still as an end note? Um, first of all, where can people find you? 
Well, first off, um, our website is the easiest way to learn all that you can about our beautiful and unique destination. Mm-hmm. Um, and the website um, is www.guyanatourism.com. Okay. You can also find us on Facebook. You just need to look for Discover Guyana. Okay, brilliant. And is there anything that you would like to mention uh, still about maybe some events that will go on over the next year or um, anything that you would like to uh, say as an end note? Well, I think that um, travelers are going to even become more discerning in the destinations that that they choose. And Mm -hmm. um, we know that destination sustainability um, should grow in importance. It seems like no matter what data that you look at, um, the number of travelers who are making increasingly making decisions, not only on price, quality, and convenience, but the sustainability of the destinations that they choose and the businesses that they patron is is increasing. And we imagine and anticipate the same will be true for destination health. So, um, as we alluded earlier, we'll be increasingly investing in um, health, sanitation, and hygiene improvements. Um, at a national, regional, community, and and business level so that um, when travelers are considering where they can travel next, they can not only know that they can travel to Guyana and possibly impact the people and the places that they visit here in country, but do so in, in a safe way as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Brian, Carla, it was absolutely fantastic to have you on the podcast. Um, it probably will be live next week, um, next week, Tuesday. And um, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. Um, please do send a link and we'll help get the word out. Thank you very much, Professor. Thank you. Pleasure. So that was the podcast with uh, Brian and Carla. That's uh, Carla James and Brian Mullis. It was great to have them on the show. Uh, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, You can find the latest news um, on podcasts.earth. You've been listening to Peter De Vries. Thank you for doing so. And please tune in next time to a travel companion.